I did the flash sale and the November sale, I believe. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I did. Uh, so I, I did one one of each uh, this time around. So I don't know. I, I think you might have gotten a bigger haul than I did. Um, so you got one just, in the November sale? One of the November sale and one of the flash sale. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm combining them to our little show and tell uh, <laughs> today. <laughs> All right. All right. So you can go first then. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go... So the, I mean, the first one that I got in the flash sale was uh, I'm trying to get you know some of my favorites and some of my favorites that we've you know we've talked about on the podcast. So I totally. got blowout. Ah uh, yes, which it's a we, great uh, one of the best Criterion covers I think. Oh yeah, that's I mean, one so of my favorite great. parts about Criterions are just the the cover art or the the image and then you know of course yeah. all the artwork like yeah. inside it uh so yeah i had to get blowout because i yeah. almost got that i almost did it's yeah it's one that i could watch on repeat so uh had to get the criterion version of that uh and so i also i actually have three with me right here because i got blood simple recently too and it wasn't on it wasn't on the flash sale i don't think but i got it like not too long before the flash sale too so i'm kind of I'm, I'm cheating and i'm lumping all of these in mm-hmm. uh, in there and then the last one i got i always try to get when there's a sale i and if i'm i'm feeling feeling frisky like getting <laughs> some criterions i always try to get one that i've never seen before but just okay based on like you know what i've either heard about it or just what it looks like um yeah, I, I just, that's, I always try to get a blind buy. So mine, this time, which I know I've seen, you give it five stars on the letterbox. It's Ghost Dog. Oh, shit. The Samurai, because it's one of the new nice. ones. I bought that one, too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah, I thought I saw you post uh, yep. on our Instagram. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Did you pre-order it? No. So I, I just. Oh, so you, so you bought it after, like uh later on than yeah. in november like two weeks ago it, it literally okay. just it just came in the mail this week mm-hmm. earlier this yeah because i i had yeah because it it was one of their newer ones uh yeah that and the irishman it wasn't going to be ready till like the end of the month yeah basically because it's, br- it's brand new yeah nice yeah so yeah I, i've recently seen uh a few jim jarmusch movies well just in the past year i've uh finally gotten into him so and this one just it just i watched a trailer for it it just looks cool forrest whitaker (laughs) on the cover i love the cover it was cool uh and then i saw that uh i think rizza did he do the score he did and also what comes with your criterion is a apparently a whole film scholar commentary on uh rizza's soundtrack wow yeah 
Yeah, yeah see, I that's love one of the things I'm looking forward stuff. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's one of the things I've realized is especially with these being half off, they they're like twenty bucks, um, and then you get all this, you get the whole restoration, um, and then you get all this supplementary stuff. Um, which, so to me, it's just so worth the money. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why there's so, yeah, there's so much value for your money because it's not just the movie, but like video essays too. Then there's mm -hmm. um, just behind the scenes commentary. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm really excited to finally, uh, to finally watch that. Um, yeah, no, that's, um, uh, I'm happy you bought that. I really, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not, uh, it's as, it's as good as you think it'll be. It's great. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And, and you, and you're buying like one of the, it's first time, you know, it's, it just got released to Criterion. So. Yeah. That was part of the yeah. reason too. Cause I, yeah, I just saw it was one of the new ones. So yeah, I wanted to check it out. So I guess that's, that's my, my Criterion haul. Yeah. Ghost Dog, so, with Samurai, and Blowout. Yeah. So I, I also bought, bought Ghost Dog, of course. Um, nice. Had to have it. Um, and along with that, uh, being an, along with the new Criterions I bought, like ones that they just, uh, that they just added, um, I bought The Irishman. Oh, nice. Uh, which was, yeah, like it was, it, I pre ordered it, like, it would be ready like November 25th or something like that. And I pre-ordered it at the beginning of the month when I bought all the other ones. Uh, so, and, and the Irishman, everyone's like watching it on Netflix, you know, that's like where everyone sees it. And I must say, I just think that definitely there's a noticeable difference in visual quality on the criterion one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because I've I've I rewatched this movie on Netflix last year, and I re and then I saw it. I watched the Criterion Blu-ray last week, and it was just looked so amazing. So, that I mean, I do I love um, on like Criterion's YouTube, they'll show like clips of it that are like in 4K, not a, yeah. just the Irishman specifically, but they do look for some reason they do look like crisper and better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cause yeah, they just like, there's an explanation for it in a lot of the booklets you get. They like, mm -hmm. uh, they take the original 35 millimeter negative and they just like restore every frame to 4k and then like clean it up a bunch. Like, um, like for instance, another film I bought is, uh, like his girl Friday and they, and they talk about how they just like take away a, a lot of the graininess, um, of it and like i remember when we were talking about watching uh i was trying to watch the naked kiss on amazon prime oh god uh, one yeah. time and it just looked like total shit and i mm -hmm. think it's just because we're used to a lot of these um restored like 4k uh movies from like criterions or stuff on tcm hbo max that are restored and just look this great so that we're able yeah. to like appreciate the like the photography back then so it's on such a deep level um so yeah something we're very privileged with nowadays i think oh totally and it's so worth watching like an older black and white movie uh and its criterion restoration too because yeah. you could think i don't know to the layman if you're thinking why would i why would i watch a restored version of like a black and white movie like it's probably 
uh, like how much better can they make it look? But it's yeah, yeah. it's hard to describe. It it looks it just looks so much better. And now yeah. now I'm definitely yeah I'm hoping to get um, a couple of those Sam Fuller movies uh, next sale next flash um well well that is a good segue john because (laughs) another one i bought is actually the naked kiss nice um because i liked it so much and i saw it was part of the sale and i was like it was part of my impulsive uh mind that day that i needed to buy as many as i possibly could and so i just added the naked kiss to the list yeah man that that makes me jealous it totally (laughs) is like impulse though because i was like I, w- I was wondering if I was going to hold off on the sale in general. And then I was like, ah, I just can't. I can't just because of <laughs> spending money on gifts right. for family well, and whatnot. Yeah. I, on the other hand, live with my parents and don't have any <laughs> bills. So I feel I feel comfortable uh, indulging totally. in the November Criterion sale. But I, I yeah. know I when I've lived uh, out on my own and it's, and it's <laughs> not like this, I d- I'm the same way. I don't see it. Uh, as worth it to spend money on this but you know no it's a trade-off i love it yeah i'm living living through you right now <laughs> imagining if i was opening I wish, up a package. i wish i could be living at home buying yeah. any criterion i want and yeah now i'm just gonna daydream about living with my parents and buying all the criterion movies yeah <laughs> so i meant i i did mention briefly i bought his girl friday mm-hmm. um Nice. Just yeah, so yeah, just because I love it, and uh, I, that's one of the ones I've watched since I bought it. Like I'm trying to like make sure I watch them after right? I buy them, which yeah. sounds like a you know an obvious thing, but it, it happens. You'll buy a Criterion and it'll go forever without watching it. Like I bought a uh, Modern Times, still haven't watched it. I bought that movie movie maybe two years ago. Oh damn two years yeah Yeah, that's a long time (laughs) honestly like yeah yeah, the way saying that now it makes me think i should watch it tonight yeah um when i first like started getting into criterions and whatever i bought foreign correspondent the hitchcock yeah i I still haven't watched it that was probably (laughs) a year ago yeah yeah it happens and you may not watch it for another year who knows (laughs) Yeah, I would love to watch it. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who knows what it is? Something's deeply psychological. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. <laughs> Can't correct the case on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So another, another one I bought after His Girl Friday, which I so saw His Girl Friday is definitely one of my favorite uh, classic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought another one of my favorite classic movies, uh, The Sweet Smell of Success. Um, oh nice which i just i love and i don't know if uh you've seen it before john but here oh, i haven't God, seen it yet that uh, I need i've to, seen that cover though yeah yeah Tony the Cruz. cover is yeah. just so awesome mm-hmm. and so i'm very pleased with that um and also i mean yeah i just love the movie so i had to own it and also when we're talking about uh extra stuff you know that the um that your you know your purchase gets you like this movie it came with like a whole booklet of like not only like Ernest Lehman's like original short stories that inspired this movie but all this like um, 
kind of like essays about the making of the film, not only mm-hmm. from film scholars, but also the director. And this was like a 50 page booklet I got with all that stuff put together. And I took me like a week to read that thing. Holy shit. Did that fit um, in the case? It was in the case. And a lot of criterions have that like similar thing, like Twin Peaks Firewalk with Me has that. Um, like yeah, a bunch uh-huh. of just like a long interview with Lynch and all these like this art in it and like all these photos and stuff. And so, yeah, like that took me a week to read. I got like a ton <laughs> out of it. And so and that, that movie, I think, costs like 20 or 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's just so worth it. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, right when uh, like Do the Right Thing, I think was released through Criterion last year, end of last year, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got that one too, part, partially because I just love the the cover. And it, that is, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's a good one. But then they also have video of the very first read-through of the script with the cast, Ooh, that's which cool. was like amazing. I think it's on YouTube now. Uh, of course, but yeah, a lot of the really cool stuff gets leaked. Of course, yeah. But it, uh, yeah, that like that's yeah, just like you said, it's one of those things that they include in criterions that are just so worth your money. Yeah, super for cool. Sure. And so then the last criterion I bought with this sale um, would be a touch of Zen, which I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen it, but it's a kung no. fu. It's a kung fu flick um, that I saw a long time ago, um, which has a lot of. Uh, a lot of atmosphere and a lot of spiritual elements like to do with like Buddhism. And uh, it's a very trippy film, very long film. And uh, just something that really stuck with me for some reason. So I just, that was one of the ones where I was like, man, since that was such a unique time where I watch, I remember just, you know, (laughs) really just tripping out in my apartment, watching a touch of Zen and loving it. And I I just, so I bought it for that sake, you know, because it was a, special special night nice yeah let's go three hours 20 minutes yeah that's a that's a long one i haven't seen that really uh according to wikipedia wow shows shows what i remember i guess (laughs) (laughs) that is very long yeah that's that's super long gonna probably not watch that one for, for a few a couple few years, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's so true though if i see a movie that's that long that i haven't seen yet it i always i always put it off yeah <laughs> it's just funny that i don't like usually when i watch like a an, like an absurdly long movie i remember that like like that i you know set out to do that i'm like yeah but i don't i I don't remember that at all so this must have been one of those things where i just threw it on and just like went along with it yeah you're just in it yeah yeah exactly that happens yeah nice is that your whole haul yeah that's my whole haul whole haul (laughs) 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 nice that's a good haul yeah i can't i can't wait for next next november it's becoming yeah. a well-liked month for me. Well, I think they do the. I think Barnes and Noble does a sale in July too. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm there. I'm there for that. Yeah. Only have to wait another seven months. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows if COVID keeps getting worse? Then, yeah, more reason to get more Criterion's. Yeah. Exactly. 
so yeah it's um that that was since we're wrapping up uh november and the criterion sale and uh you know thanksgiving is uh just past uh we decided to do a very much a a thanksgiving themed uh uh, episode within our revisit series by doing one of our uh, favorite, both of our t- favorite, like one of our favorite movies for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. And I think we like, we've talked about, uh, we've talked about it a lot, you know, how we like it a lot on this, on, on this podcast. Uh, but we've never got, I don't think we've talked about it that much really. No, just, yeah. Just like in passing, uh i don't even yeah i don't know if we've yeah. talked about it there uh, you know we've not gone into any th- a- a- into yeah. it really at all so i think this gives us a very uh we have a very uh clear canvas today to <laughs> talk about planes trains and automobiles uh as yeah. much as we want planes trains and automobiles uh i remember we talked about this when we did our very first episode uh, in your top 10. Um, but yeah. yeah, this is a classic far and away. The uh, pretty much the only Thanksgiving movie that matters besides Charlie Brown, of course. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I mean, more besides those two. And just like, uh, like holiday movies of any quality, like outside of maybe groundhog day. I don't like, you don't usually um, expect holiday movies to be of this quality you know like when i look back on a lot of the christmas movies i liked as a as a kid you know that used to be like you know some of my favorite movies they're way much more uh for me now in the like the in the middle middle tier like average quality of movies for me now yeah i, I mean this yeah this is better than 99% of christmas movies uh just because christmas movies there's so many um so you're gonna get plenty of duds but yeah this holiday movies in general this is uh yeah for sure a top top three i would say for me um and also not only holiday movies but it's probably my favorite john hughes movie too uh written or directed uh by john hughes but uh, yeah, I, I I definitely didn't have as like much of a soft spot for planes, trains, and automobiles. Like I always really liked it, but then once I got older and realized that like it still holds up way better than a lot of like other holiday movies I liked growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then it just made me like it even more. And it's, I mean, Steve Martin and John Candy, uh, who are two comedic legends and two people who. Uh, I feel like we talked about this before too. How you know dads love a movie like this? They lo- dads love Steve Martin. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my dad showed me this movie. Yeah, right. Same. Um, yeah. When I was like, your dad showed you this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how old were you? Probably, probably nine or ten. Oh, that's very I'd say, young. I'd say like I, around middle school age. I'd like yeah. to think I was at like fifth or sixth grade, something like that, mm-hmm. which is around the same time. Yeah, that's pretty much the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this is one that my dad, you know, will quote all the yeah. time. It's, yeah. I like have vivid memories of just watching this over the years with him and 
and like my dad is a very quiet guy but then watching something like that gets him like <laughs> laughing super hard <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah. it's like nice it's like you want to you yeah. want to experience that because uh yeah you know how dads can be yeah so yeah uh, you can definitely tell that um uh the adults like our parents generation had like it's this movie was a huge deal for their generation because yeah. you'll I've, i i would like see my parents um recite all the bids like certain bids with people like the you're going the wrong way scene and stuff yep. like that how and like probably just like you know especially for them you know since they saw it when it came out and probably in theaters as well and in the movie probably just swept the nation like i'm sure that just like the trauma of the you're going the wrong way scene like and the shocker uh, the shock of how crazy it is um just never uh never left them uh so yeah i i think so yeah like th- my dad showed me this movie um and like like i said like i said on one of our i think our first episode uh, ever i i like listed it as like my second favorite movie like ever (laughs) (laughs) that's a big deal yeah and i'm yeah and i i I was not like exaggerating exaggerating at all like the way i see a lot of my um like like you know top 10 movies i see them all very interchangeably and like i could always see definitely the top five like i could see a lot of them being at one you know any day Uh, like it just depends on the day and a lot and the same thing works with uh planes trains and automobiles like there are a lot of days where i um yeah like i'm just in that headspace i'm just genuinely think okay so this is definitely my favorite movie right (laughs) and then like you know a month later i'll be like no boogie nights is my favorite movie and then some days i'm like no goodfellas is your favorite movie and (laughs) acting like it really matters but Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just show that like that. I'm just basically saying that's how highly I regard uh, this movie. Um, yeah, like not only do I, uh, not only did I grow up with it, so I have a very just I've seen it so many times that I have that childhood connection to it. But also, um, uh, also I yeah, I just I just think very highly with. It. I think it's one of the like not only like best comedies of all time but it just it's just one of my favorite movies in general um and it hits me in all sorts of uh it hits me in all sorts of ways and it's one of those that out of this movie even though i've seen it so many times uh it does not get old like it does not lose any of its steam um like like i watched it last wednesday uh or last thursday actually like night of thanksgiving with my family and i I enjoyed it just as much as I do every time. And mm-hmm. especially these past few years, as I rewatch it, every Thanksgiving, I have, I have continued to grow appreciation for it. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I love it. We, 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 one of the reasons why I picked to do this is because I like it so much and I, yeah. I really do have a lot to, I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I, this still makes me laugh out loud and like cackle. Uh, and even I watched, I watched it again by myself 
uh, last week and was laughing out loud watching yeah. by myself still. And uh, yeah, and the countless <laughs> amounts of times that I've seen it. Um, and I, a few years ago, um, my parents came to visit us for Thanksgiving and we lived, you know, within walking distance of a movie theater and they were showing. Yeah. You, yeah, you saw it in the theater, right? It was a packed, packed theater to see planes, trains and automobiles. And it was so amazing for, you know, many reasons. Yeah. But one of them is like, you know, we weren't born yet when this was in theaters. So we didn't have the opportunity to see it in theaters, but it was like the most, um, like rambunctious a theater has been that yeah. I that I've been to in a long time, um, because it was just I hadn't been to a theater that was that packed, and it was every single person was laughing incredibly hard. The whole Everyone time. just uh, knows the film very yeah. well, so there's that feeling of timing in the room and like understanding mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, I've yeah. I've felt that with a lot of screenings and. I yeah I would love to do that with planes trains and automobiles. Yeah. Yeah, and to think that probably most everyone in that theater, um, you know, give or take a few people, um had already seen the movie multiple times, but yet it was still that uh yeah, it was still that loud and uh and yeah, everyone laughed so hard throughout the whole thing. Um yeah, I think that just that just shows the longevity of a uh, uh, of a movie like this so yeah that was definitely one of my favorite um recent theater going experiences uh in the past few years so yeah I've, and i think like you said i grow like an, more of appreciation for it each time i see it because uh yeah i watch it once a year now and it's uh yeah it's always it's always better and better i always take something else away yeah, I don't ever think like, all right, I should probably give this one a rest. Like, it's just yeah. always, it's just always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Should we? I guess we should uh, get in, get into it. Begin at the beginning. Yeah. So we, we fade in on a logo sign, and we hear <laughs> the sound of a plane landing. Yes. Uh, which. <laughs> wow. It's very detailed, yeah. You have Which is memory. well, I, I don't know. It's a, like to me, it's a big deal because it's just you know, like if you know this movie that well, as if you just hear that, uh, I don't know, plain foley or whatever, you and the, like you'll look up, you know, from like your phone, you know, mm-hmm. say this movie's on TV, you'll look up from your phone, you'll see, and then you'll see the title just flash across the screen from left to right and you're like oh shit it's this movie all right this movie <laughs> and, and it just sets up the, the the whole mentality of uh travel and everything and and that's like i think that when i when i was a kid especially uh that's what the, one of the main things i took away at first i'm like i'm like whoa this title planes trains and automobiles so so they uh take a plane a train and an automobile in this movie that's what's gonna happen and like at its most basic level that is that is what happened that, that is, is what yeah and uh i i like i just think that the the sound to start the film just sets up the setting of uh travel which is what this movie's purely is it is a purely travel setting mm-hmm. it is constant travel yeah and apparently it's uh inspired by real life events 
in uh, John Hughes' life. Apparently, the same thing happens where in the beginning of the movie, Steve Martin is sitting in this meeting and he's going to miss a plane to go see his family for the holidays. So, um, same thing happened to, to John Hughes, um, where you know we see Steve Martin waiting in this holiday. And like every John Hughes movie, he's trying to get to Chicago. They all stay in <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, uh, I also feel like, uh, especially in this scene, there's always those like familiar 80s actors that you see in every 80s movie, especially. John yeah. Hughes. And there's a couple of people in this scene where, that I like. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. yeah. Tell me who they are, because I was going to bring that up, but I don't really actually know who they are. Like his buddy who's like, you're never going to make the six. Yes. Like, who I'm is pretty that sure guy? I'm pretty sure he's the dad in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think you're right. I think. He, OK. Yeah. Great. Thank you. You cleared that up for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I can't remember who else. I feel like the boss is probably someone, but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. Yeah. It sets up, uh, you know, it, it just has that John Hughes like feel to it right from the get go, uh, which is very like comforting. Uh, yeah. Familiar, you know, and every, like, I think every initial plot point, um, before the absurdity kicks in in this movie is like such a like obviously you know obviously i i i'm i believe you when you're saying that like john hughes is writing from like actual events i mean that's just how he's known to write is for sure but i also think that um what's so effective about uh the concept in the opening is that just it's something everyone can relate to like steve martin's character is just very ultra relatable uh to start mm. the movie yeah and just like just the annoyed nature and like the anxiety and uh like the world being like like steve martin is clearly like a home buddy guy throughout this mm -hmm. entire movie and like the world to him is very much he views like the world to him is just a very shitty place. And it's like, you see that as like, you know, like when certain things happen throughout the film, like you see him open, like he takes off a, a pay phone and he like, he like picks it up like this, you know, he like mm -hmm. hangs, hangs it down. Cause he doesn't want to touch it. <laughs> um, and like, there's guys are like, people are like spitting saliva all the time. And then when he's trying to get a cab, he talks to the lawyer and the lawyer's like, I don't have a good nature. And yeah, it's I'm just lawyer, so it's yeah. just like he's just he's just kind of like a very uh he's like a down to earth like um like dad from the Midwest who's in the middle of like a very just shitty rat race world and like he's just caught up in it, you know, trying to get home. Yeah. So I just think I just think for m anybody this is a especially uh people from like suburbia i just think this is a very relatable movie yeah he's just so uncomfortable and fidgety um, yeah and anal about everything and it's like yeah. i i think it's a lot about how like why he has such an instinct to travel is because he just he's not like built he's not built for the road you know like he's yeah. not like you you see in the bus in the bus scene where john candy's like all right, Neil Page has got one, and then he try <laughs> he tries to sing his tune, and nobody in the bus like knows his tune. Like, yeah, right, exactly, ex yeah. like exactly, and it, like it's a moment where he's clearly like he's trying to relate, and he's trying to kind of be like how Del Griffith is, 
Um, but he just, he's just not, he's just not that way, you know? Yeah. He's, he's the, like, I think it's kind of similar to like how me and you would be in this situation. Like you and I are like very much homebodies who, and just like, I think I'm sure, like, I hate traveling on a per, like personally, I hate flying. Um, I think it's a pain in the ass and I'm sure I look as mad as Neil Page does, uh, throughout my, tr- my, tr- my business travels. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why I think it's so uh, so relatable because I think, um, yeah, for for people like us, like I, I enjoy aspects of traveling, but then if anything messes up my routine a little bit, you know, yeah, if it, and I, if it's and, not on schedule at all, yeah, my gate gets changed, then I get I start to get like I start to get very anxious and fidgety, yep. and then it's at the point where even just you know in my daily life where um, I'm just getting so anxious and worked up about every little thing then because this one thing happened. And yeah. that's, that's where like Steve Martin is like everything, all these bad things seem to start happening to him simply because he's so anxious and worked up about everything that he's sort of causing himself to go to just yeah. spiral out of control. When if you, yeah. um, I, this is, I try to tell myself this all the time when I'm like stressed while traveling, like just be calm. Like it's going to work out, you know? just yeah. go with the flow a little more but yeah it's it's in those moments where you where i think if when you look back in yourself you're like slightly embarrassed you're like why was i so like worked up about that but it's so relatable because he's just in the moment everything yeah. is making him more anxious everything seems to not go his way uh, and it's almost like he does it to himself yeah like yeah. Uh, what like if it seems like a bad idea just to get out of here from the get-go like yeah. uh Ferris Bueller's dad just tells him, he's like, are you kidding me? I am waiting. I'm not going yet. You know, yeah. he's like, in, in, in a sense, he's the smarter one when totally. um, Steve, Steve Martin's really just, he's just, he's being a little anxious. He's trying to get out of there. You know, it's his personality uh, basically is to have everything uh, together as, as, especially as we see is um, how his Chicago home is so put together. Yeah, right. Yeah. He he's definitely the type of person he's a type A person that needs uh needs a lot of structure and everything to be sort of like laid out. He needs to be like prepared for everything. Um yeah, and whereas John Candy's character is pretty much the exact opposite of that. Yeah, and so we'll we'll meet John Candy in in a in a in a, in a bit. <laughs> yes. Um, so after, after, after Steve Martin gets really annoyed, uh, during a meeting, um, because, uh, the client or boss or whatever has trouble picking, uh, between what, what do they have trouble picking between John? I Just can't remember two, what it is. Two ideas. He's like Just looking two at ideas. two big, like we poster can, boards. Yeah. We can be that vague. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, no spoilers. and I, and I think, uh, not only does this establish like Steve Martin's uptight character, but I think this is just another very relatable thing uh, that this movie has. It's just, it, and like, I remember what I really liked about this movie as a kid. It, like I love like, an, I loved like annoyance humor and that is like kind of what's done a lot throughout this movie, but it's also, it's just done very well. Like I always understood, um, I understood like annoying other people. I also understood being annoyed very well as a kid. So like, <laughs> even though I think this is a very adult movie, like 
in a lot of ways, I think that's what it made me relate to it so much, like from uh, from the first watch. Yeah, totally. So then we so then we get to the streets and uh, Steve Martin sees uh, Kevin Bacon across the street uh, trying to get a cab as well. They yes. both see the same open cab. Um and then we got some we got some uh, some eighties soundtrack kicking in. Great um, music, yeah. Which yeah, I love I love the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, it just it's just it's fun, it's funny, and it's tra- it it just speaks like traveling gone wrong for some <laughs> yeah. reason, you yeah. know. Yeah, it it oh, it's so it fits so perfectly, and it's just it's so eighties too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, but like not in the way that where you're annoyed you're like oh great yes this 80s soundtrack you know yeah. just like yeah. that opening da 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 yeah and then you have like you said you have kevin bacon in there it's yeah another it's such it's such an open, every movie yeah yeah exactly it's such a good opening um of like physical comedy just watching them try to get through this crowd like i know like i know at one point like there's a a black guy kind of pops up who kind of looks like a street dancer in front of steve martin and he kind of does like this choreographed dance to get around (laughs) steve martin and steve martin's like flaring his arms (laughs) around trying to get uh to get around him and then uh so kevin bacon ends up getting the cab as uh neil page trips and almost gets hit by a car in the head which is like one the first of many times where steve martin almost gets run over by a car in this movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah and yeah and then this is this is where there's that great moment well um yeah i guess before we move on where it's just showing uh kevin bacon and steve martin's eyes like yeah 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 exactly yeah i forgot back and forth between them yeah i love that part yeah it is good um all right so then uh he sees the lawyer he gets a cab basically immediately and he's like sir i was wondering i'm wondering if i could appeal to your good nature and ask for you to let me have and and he's just like i don't have a good nature (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like i'll give you uh, 20 20 dollars i mean yeah 20 dollars someone giving 20 dollars for a cab will certainly give 50 yeah, and, yeah. And, so he's like, uh, if you, and he's like um all right and then he's like uh 50 if you'd play 50 you'd surely pay 75 <laughs> and he's like and then steve Vard is really it's really funny he's like uh not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he's like all right 75 <laughs> and he's like you're a thief and he's like then he's like close i'm an attorney yeah there we go yeah that's the one. <laughs> it's just like it's just like a, a great like uh moment of just pure savagery uh in the world that is um i think i think it's like ridiculous but at the same time it's like believable like we all know that there's like just shitty people like this like you don't like yeah. it, it comes from the fact that like how we just don't trust people we don't know yeah. especially especially when we're traveling mm-hmm. um like especially like a guy who looks slick like that in a suit you're probably gonna expect him to be snotty and shitty and wouldn't do you a favor or something something of that something of that sort 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like we talked about how, I mean, uh, Steve Martin being this very anxious, like type A guy, then he's also just, he's too nice not to, you know, to, he's so nice that he gets. Taken yeah. Clearly he has like, a, he has like an innocent Midwestern suburban yeah. nature. Yeah. Like he's clearly not, he's out of place in the streets of New York. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because otherwise he would have just stolen someone's cab, like this attorney's cab from him without without offering yeah. money. So yeah, the guy just plays yeah. him like a fiddle. Yep. Yeah. So that as the guy is playing him like a fiddle, uh, John Candy uh, pops up to the cab and just takes it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as Steve Martin pays him uh, seventy five dollars. Yes. Um. And that is when I think we really see like what um what I what we were mentioning before is that Steve Martin is not is really out of place uh in on the streets of New York as he runs after the cab and like just in the middle of the street with his like bags flailing. Mm-hmm. Um and he just yells, You're messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. Which is uh something that's made me laugh for like almost my whole life at this yes. point. And I love how they, uh, within the soundtrack of the movie, they replay that you're messing yeah, with yeah, the yeah. wrong guy. Yeah, like later when he's movie. at the airport, they just yeah they kind of bring that sample in back. I, yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. Almost just poking fun at his character. Yeah, <laughs> things he says like really you're not yeah, you're messing with the wrong guy. Like what does yeah. he gotta do? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, and so then uh, he reach he reaches the cab. He opens the door. He's like, "That's my cab. Get out!" And Del Griffith Del Griffith just looks terrified, and they drive off. And I think they may do they run over his luggage here. Uh, I think so. Isn't his is isn't one of his bags like in the trunk too? Like I think is I it? think I think they moved his like big trunk or whatever he had into the trunk. And yeah. that was like then that was like open when the cab drove off too, uh, unless yeah, I'm so misremembering see, that. Yeah, you're you're just talking about John Candy's trunk, or you're talking about Steve Martin's luggage? Yeah, Steve Martin's luggage. Did I thought I thought they put that in the in the car and then drove off with? with I don't that. think so because I think they would have brought it up later. Maybe I'm yeah, maybe I'm not remembering that correctly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh so then yeah so then what happens where were we so then we get to jfk or yes. whatever there's i know there's multiple airports LaGuardia or jfk yeah. one of those yeah and um and it's 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 super crowded uh but it seems like uh neil page is gonna make his flight uh and then we find we find him sitting down uh waiting for his flight in the terminal right mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In the terminal, he's, his gate. he's yeah. He's reading something uh, mm-hmm. across from and across from him is uh, John Candy also reading something because this was the 80s and there were no phones so people actually read like books and booklets and magazines while they waited for things. It was something Weird else. Weird times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how um, people went through that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um but but then there's a great uh, it's it's a great moment where like like you said with uh, Kevin Bacon's eyes and Steve Martin's eyes where where uh, uh, Steve Mar- so Neil kind of notices notices John Candy he kind of starts to recognize him you see his eyes kind of 
kind of start to peer over at him. And then uh, Dell's kind of just like, okay, I'm being stared at. What the hell is going on? You can see, and they're just both kind of <laughs> briefly stare at each other down. Um, and there's a lot of like mistrust. And it's mainly because uh, uh, Neil is like, all right, he stole my cab. And Dell's just kind of like, why is he giving me the stink eye? You know, he's like, what did I do? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and as being the friendly guy uh, that Dell is, he's just kind of like, I, I, do I know you? <laughs> you know, and he's like, I must know you, right? And he's yeah. like, I'm sorry to, if, I for, if I forgot. And, and he's just like, oh, he's really coldly, uh, Neil goes like, you stole my cab. <laughs> and then and then we get the we get the first of many uh john candy laughs and it's just like i've never stolen anything in my life <laughs> yeah and it's uh i mean this is this is true throughout the whole movie but it's um it just keeps playing into that when you're when you're this agitated um especially with a particular person and they are just so even keeled and yeah and they're they're so not yeah they're not trying to be in conflict conflict at all like they're totally on the other end and it just makes it you know a thousand times worse for steve martin because he just wants to be mad at this guy yeah Uh, yeah and it just yeah it just does not bother till griffith at all yeah yeah so and then so eventually he realizes it um he's like oh and he's like, I didn't know that was your, I didn't know that was your cab. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, can I get you a hot dog and a beer? And, and he's just like, and Steve Mars just kind of like, no, no. He's like, I'm, I'm picky about what I eat. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then John Kenny's like, well, just let me know. I, I just let me know I'm here. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just, he just seems like really psyched uh, that he's making a new friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, once they uh, finally get on the plane, uh, they end, I think it doesn't Steve Martin get bumped from first class. Yeah, they, they bump him real quick. So it's, a, course, it's another yeah. like very like unfair interaction with the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he gets yeah, he gets sent back to coach sitting next to uh, yeah, John Candy, which. Yep. Yep. living hell for him yeah and it's like it's like the second so there it, yeah and he's just like it's a coincidence is this a coincidence or what and it, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is which is just great because it's a great line delivery and it just works so well because it is an obvious coincidence that the movie is doing to just keep bringing them back together um which the movie continues to do um, multiple times and it's just like it's just kind of the nature of the film and it's just one of those things that you just you get you get used to so easily just the fact that these two are clearly just supposed to be together um in this during this travel time oh yeah yeah and you know that they're always gonna get um somehow they're always gonna end up back um back to each other in some way so yeah it's just yeah. So funny how <laughs> how it's just it never gets old how frustrated steve martin is and then john candy who i just love throughout this whole movie is just he doesn't see the uh you know the bad things 
uh, and no. he's not he's not he's not anxious or worried about it at all. Yeah, um, yeah. And well, what I really like, especially about this this oh, like a lot of this movie is a lot of uh, Steve Martin's very much restraining himself um, for a later time. So you see a lot of a special, especially a lot of uh, anxiety on this plane as you like it, it looks, it's just, it's just great how John Candy's so big and you could <laughs> see that uh, you could see that he has no room uh, in the middle seat and that he looks like he's having trouble breathing as, at a certain point as, 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 um, as John Candy continues to talk Um and he he's just so frustrated that he has to like have a conversation with a stranger like he doesn't like he like when he clearly doesn't want to talk to anyone yeah yeah and definitely been there on a flight too not wanting to uh been next to like a chatty person who wants to you know have a little bit of small talk and that's that's already for me that's already like stressful enough but uh, yeah, with everything else that's uh, that's happened to Neil here, exactly. Oh, so far this day, he they, he's just had a a full day of work, and he's fought for a cab with Kevin Bacon and John Candy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so then then they they they're on the plane. Um, they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna stop in Chicago, of course, because of the storm. Deported. Yep. And so they stop in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Yes. Um, and it, this uh, scene is opened up very well with not only with a phone call uh, between uh, Neil and his wife. I think it's the first of first phone call where we see his wife, and uh, which is a big deal because that is like the goal, the go the big goal of the movie is to get home to her. So it's it's very it's effective when you see her alone sitting in her bed, just looking worried, going like, "Why aren't you home yet?" Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's fairly, there's honestly fairly low stakes throughout it. You know, it's it's basically him coming home late. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's his anxiety of needing to you know needing to not be late to get their yeah. time that's just yeah. keeps making it worse and worse when right back in the beginning ferris bueller's dad just like just take the the eight o'clock flight or whatever um, yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's everything just keeps snowballing um but yeah it's pretty low stakes but it, it still just works because of um yeah i don't know this general like travel anxiety and uh everything that i, I don't know the cause and effect of uh everything in uh in neil's life in this yeah time yeah and also i think i think this is a movie very much about family um not just because not just about like getting home to them for thanksgiving but i think um that like the dynamic um as it grows more to where we've gotten like i think the dynamic between dell and neil is very much a family dynamic and very much about being stuck at home with your family Mm -hmm. during the holidays and just being forced to deal with them. Yeah. Um, True. Yeah. yeah. And so following that phone conversation, um, I I took it on the the second part of the opening to Wichita. We see uh, Del Griffith goes like, 
Well, welcome to Wichita. (laughs) (laughs) Everything he says is so funny. It's and it's just so, especially just because it's so wrong for like every moment. (laughs) Like from from Neil's point of view, it's like the dumbest thing you could say. Um, But he says that that situation would sit would just be pissed off, frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so perfect, is because the scene, just the you know the vibe of the scene, the feel that you're getting is frustration and and just yeah. Neil's disappointed yeah. and everything, and then I don't. And know it's where. like the contrast with Del Griffith and yeah. the fact that Del Griffith seems just unfazed by any of it and says all these lines just with so much, uh, so much confidence and innocence, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have a I have a thing to connect to that, which happens like a little bit later. Um, but basically, uh. Dell tells him there there's no way you're getting out of here tonight like the flight's gonna be delayed again blah 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 you you might as well get a hotel room so he thinks of a little plan where he's like he's like i know this uh i know this uh motel down wherever and i used to sell the guy shower curtain rings we forgot to mention that uh yes. that's his profession he's like he's like i'm uh, uh, shower curtain ring division <laughs> and he's like <laughs> he's like what do you do neil he's like marketing super super <laughs> yeah and I, I, like of course that's john candy's profession yeah like, it's I don't like know, I, the I most feel like that's random so, yeah profession you could think stuff. of mm-hmm. yeah it is it works so well um and so he's like i got connections with this guy at the motel who i used to sell shower curtain rings um He's like, if you pick the cab fare up, I'll get you a room for the night. So, like, I feel like in this uh, particular thing, there's like, the on two, there's two things that uh, Dell's trying to do. Like, on one level, he is trying to continue. He wants to keep his relationship with Neil going, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he is a little like he has a little mooch in him uh, yeah. going. He yeah, he's got definitely. a little for sure like he's definitely planning on mooching um not in like a super immoral way but like he's definitely mooching a little bit yeah he he definitely sees like the value in having neil with him and he yeah i think he can tell he can tell neil has some money for sure yes um and so like this is one of those situations where i think especially when people watch this movie they're like um because people a lot of the times analyze films based off logic, logic and what's going on in the plot logically. And they're like, why would you ever, you know, go with this person that you just met? Blah, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I think this is answered well by just seeing Neil seeing the guy on the floor of the airport sleeping and just yeah. being like anything but anything but that. And, um, Later, when they get to the hotel, it's a pure everything that ha- like he's obviously tired and tired and delirious. Basically, everything that comes after that is a pure shock um, like that. He, you know, he did not know at all what he was getting into. Yeah. Um, but before that, I want to just briefly touch on the cab ride. Um, because I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and the cab driver is played. uh 
by this one this he's actor another guy who, that's in a bunch of things he's yeah. in a bunch of stuff he plays like the kramer who the kramer in the show within the show of seinfeld basically yeah yeah, he's, um, so he's I, one of those I'm, guys that everyone recognizes, but nobody knows his name. Yeah, he's yeah. he's around a lot. Um, oh, yeah, he's in uh, he's in Breaking Bad. Yep, he is. Yeah, Larry Hankin. Larry Hankin. Yes. Um. Th- so yeah, this is one of the funniest uh, cab rides. Uh, not only is it playing loud music, it's a pimped out car in a what seems to be a little of a white trash area. Um, yes. Neil is clearly uncomfortable, and the ride on top of that, as he mentions, is apparently taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dell's like, "Why didn't you take uh, the interstate?" <laughs> and he's just like, "See, since he hasn't been around here, I thought we'd uh, drive around a little bit." <laughs> yeah, the scenic uh, route. Yeah, yeah, the scenic route, and. and and uh neil's like it's the middle of the night and then this line uh by john candy really uh got me on thanksgiving last week he goes like i know i know but he's proud of his town and he's like that's and he's like (laughs) and he's like he's like you know that's a damn rare thing nowadays (laughs) (laughs) i think it's just it's like we were talking about before, like where everything he says is like so ridiculous for the time from Neil's point of view. It is <laughs> absolutely ridiculous that he's giving like a speech about that topic, like when it's like two or three in the morning and they've had as long a night as they've had. And it's mm-hmm. just hilarious that uh, <laughs> that is down. Yeah, he's proud oh, of his so time. Funny. That it's just hilarious how much Dell is trying to enjoy the night in yeah. uh, this level. Uh, on when you're just like, oh my god! Like I feel like as an audience member, you feel tired. You're just like, just yeah. go to bed. And then you see John K just smile at Neil in this dark cab, <laughs> and, and it's and it's kind of a creepy smile because the ca- the cab is so creepy. <laughs> yeah, just his innocence. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just. So yeah hilarious yeah yeah and so um so they get to the hotel and then we meet uh gus an old friend of dell yes and he he brings out a he 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 brings out a one-liner which i i think is so hilarious um the way he says it he's like ah he's like how are you he's like i'm still a million bucks shy of being a millionaire and then they just both <laughs> die of laughter and neil's just kind of like haha yeah yeah all right let's get this moving <laughs> yeah and then of course they get to uh the room and there's only one bed well yeah oh. so first before that um they clearly just use neil's credit card oh yeah um, yeah Neil, uh, Dell kind of puts down like a savings card, and then they kind of he says like whatever, like I'll ch- I have to charge you for a double, whatever. And Dell's like, we're saving money, you know, we're a good team, blah blah blah. When I when he's I don't think he's spending any money <laughs> at all. Um, but then like yeah, then Gus announces, uh, last room on the left, and <laughs> and and Steve Martin's like, wait, 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 share. and so it's so you're like okay oh shit these guys are sharing a room all right that's pretty nuts Mm -hmm. um and then we get to what you were talking about they get in the room and uh this is where the this part of the movie and a lot of parts of this movie is where the cinematography plays a big a big uh part for me 
um as, so they pan around the room you kind of like it's kind of like a good pov shot of like what people just do when they get in a hotel room you see yeah. all the usual like shit yep um and then they kind of like they kind of like like they kind of like uh pan across like the one bed like it's not like it's nothing but then they like they like immediately whip right back to it and, yeah like, double take yeah yeah and then the music then there's like music creepy kind of music kicks in which is pretty <laughs> hilarious and and like it's it's just kind of both of these guys realizing holy shit we're sharing a bed together that's not good <laughs> yeah yeah see they're both they both are kind of dreading that too so they have they have that in common like even De- even dell like dell's yeah. like dell's like a friendly guy but he's not a creep he doesn't want like yeah. and not a not a total like an insane person like he doesn't want to sh- clearly doesn't want to share a bed with neil like like he even gives like a he gives like a smile like tack like everything's still all good but like it's yeah. almost taken as creepy still because you know you're you're still in neil's point of view you're like i gotta sleep with this random guy like through this whole opening we're still dell is still like a stranger to all of us i think yeah. mm-hmm. we still don't really know that much about who he is yeah or know that or know that we can trust him he's just he's clearly still a stranger Mm -hmm. and i think it uh it's it's a very like subtle thing but i think just the fact that he's also like uh concerned about it um about you know sharing a bed with with neil uh works because i could totally see uh, just a a much worse version of this movie where dell is just completely like insane person that would never exist where he would be like all right yeah we'll, we'll just like um you know snuggle up in the bed just be totally fine with it but um yeah it's it's one of like the the minor instances where you could see like a real real person behind this kooky it brings thing. him down to earth a little more yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh yeah and then then uh what did they spend some time like before they go to bed or is that then is it cut right to that so we get like a we get like a brief montage um cutting between like uh neil takes like a shower um and everything's going wrong again in the shower like the water mm-hmm. turns off when he's soap in his eyes and it's too hot or it's too cold um and then you see dell kind of like on the bed and he puts in like a vibrating quarter and he's he's smoking and he's looking at pictures of his wife um and uh then neil looks out at the bathroom and realizes that um the bathroom is is messed up by Dell mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't even have a towel to use. I don't know what Dell did, but there are wet <laughs> towels everywhere and they just got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, and then what is it? Doesn't he end up using like a like a hand towel or something? Like one of the yeah. one of the, like the tiniest washcloths. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I even re- I remember when I was a kid like just really relating to that i was like wow he doesn't have a towel that stinks like that is the worst (laughs) yeah and then and then okay now i'm remembering yeah once they before they go to bed and yeah after the shower scene is when they have that great argument with each other um where neil has just sort of hit his breaking point for the day 
with Dallas. Well, well, first they out. get into bed. First they get into bed. Oh, okay. They're uh, like they like. Ahead. You have like, like a photographic memory of uh, of every. Yeah, detail. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, so they like try. So first they're like settling into bed. They're like trying to sleep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Neil looks. He's like hunched over for some reason, and he's like leaning. He's like sleeping weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Partly because he seems to be having his own space. He like he's really trying to not be close to Dell in the yeah. bed, but all. Mm-hmm. But then you find out. Um, that uh, uh, John Candy <laughs> accidentally blew some beer bottles up from the vibrating bed oh, yeah. on yeah. Neil's side. So he has to sleep in a puddle of beer. And that, so it's like basically the night to them, <laughs> the start of them trying to sleep in the same bed together, which was probably already going to be super awkward, started even more awkwardly because he spilled beer on his side of the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and basically then it, it's just a bunch of more annoying things like uh, him cracking his knuckles and stuff like that until and then it builds to yeah the eventual breaking point of Neil's character, which has been very much building since he um, the start of the film since he stole his cab and that the, and the plane ride, the taxi ride, the fact that he's sharing a room with him now, um, it's just all building towards that, um, that. And, uh, then we get a very long speech from Steve Martin, um, about uh, everything he hates about John Candy, which I think is a super well-written speech. Definitely. Yeah. When he's critiquing his storytelling, um you know yeah you yeah get to a point you never get yeah to a point. yeah uh yeah it's it's extremely he says well. like it's not everything is an anecdote you have to discriminate yeah. <laughs> he's like you choose things that are amusing or interesting and i i just think this is it's so hilarious how well it's just so good great so well put it's just so well written it's yeah. like a thing that um just not only applies to the situation, but just is very much in life, like something that, uh, yeah, just applicable to like every interaction we have. Yeah. The amount of times I've wanted to say that same speech to uh, certain family members of mine about their, their stories or their anecdotes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. mm -hmm. There's a lot of moments where you're like, all right, why are you, you know, as one person, you're like, why are you talking right now? You know, that sort of thing that we have. And I also see it from Dell's point of view in, in, in it to a degree where I feel like almost uh, people have too much of a inclination that they must talk about something because they are anno- they're annoyed and selfish and preoccupied in a similar way to Neil's Neil's is here because we're all so on the go and that sort of yeah. thing to the fact where if someone is going to bring something up to us, we feel like it has to like be worth bringing up. Otherwise, why the fuck are you talking to me? So yeah. I think it's it, it also brings out like that shitty mentality in people. Yeah, that's why I love uh, I love Dell's response to it because yeah, when when Steve Martin's going on his rant, um, I think like yeah, of course, like yeah, he's making great points. Yeah, these are all super annoying things and then Dell hits back um and you know he's like and people like me and like he's talking about like all you know 
how nice of a guy and great of a guy he is. And it's like, yeah, it is. It is actually kind of annoying how, um, um, I guess, how annoyed that we can get in our everyday life when we're just, we feel like something's yeah. wasting our time or, uh, or something like that. And uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's the perfect, you know, it was the perfect lashing out from Steve Martin. And then the response um, is equally as, as great from John. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. I also think when he like initially like tells him off and he says, you've been like, they're, they're not really getting deep into it. They're just talking about the surface level shit when he's like, you've been under my skin since New York, like starting off with ripping off my cab. And then, and, and like, I, I love like John Candy's responses are like uh very uh like illogical because he like, and this is a big thing throughout the movie where, um, Del Griffith does not know how to respond to his, uh, Steve Martin's insults because like Steve Martin really doesn't do anything like an annoying. So he like, he'll always say something. Well, he's like, well, uh, who told you to book a room? He's like, I did. He's like, <laughs> I hope you sleep outside that you don't even move. And like all of his insults make like clearly no sense, but it's, it's just like one of those things where he feels the need to be defend himself because Steve Martin's always going at him so hard. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like an older brother, little brother thing in a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's another, it's just another one of those moments where you see like, I don't know, Dell as a real person and not just um, this comedic, uh, you know, comedic character, the, the contrast of Steve Martin, that he's actual, he's actually a real person too. Um, totally yeah and so i think the last thing i will say about this speech which is actually a big thing um is that um so i was once reading like roger ebert's uh review of this movie um and if you haven't read it yet it's really good um i think he has multiple but in one of them (laughs) he kind of talks about like how John Candy's character is so much a reflection of actually like how John Candy was as a person, like how he was a very like lonely comedian and just like wanted to make people laugh and that sort of thing. And just had a real tough time when coming up and it really like, so I feel like this scene um, where um, John Candy is default defending himself and is in such a vulnerable place speaks very true and like to like just John Candy, who he was as a person. And I think it really comes out in his performance, not just in this scene, but uh, the whole movie, just that whole layer uh, to Del Griffith's character, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, that's a great point. I'm going to have to read that, uh, that review. Cause you do see, um yeah a lot of that sort of that tragedy behind uh behind yeah. him like oh, you see for, in a lot of sure. comedians like him yeah yeah it's very much a tragic like comedian character and a very much about like low like his character is very much about just ultra loneliness and just like mm-hmm. wanting to be like the fact that he wants to be friends with just like anybody like you know like yeah. that sort of thing and wants to like um you know, just like laugh with them and like please them. And like, as we've said with a lot of things Dell has said, like he's clearly like, like Steve Martin, like 
Steve Martin's clearly not on his like level and like just how like he takes nothing seriously yeah. and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And it shows why he's, you know, why Neil is such an asshole to him all the time, but yet he still, you know, sticks around with him and he wants, he wants to be around, you know, Neil too. Like for all the, you know, the, yeah, yeah, for some reason. Off yeah. of him, but yeah, even, yeah. Yeah, he, I think he just wants, he just wants a person to be with, uh, too, for this. Cause he's, yeah, cause they're both in the same boat. So he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a, that's a bummer to think about. But, uh, yeah, I can see it. It's one of those things, though. Like, it's a bummer, but it's like, it's one of those things that's like added so much, um, to this movie for me to like where yeah. I feel like, it's it's just made it like that much better for me um like every scene literally yeah totally nice um so yeah so then they they go to bed they get robbed in the middle of the night yeah which is just hilarious it's just another random thing that happens in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. um then uh then they then it's the the wake up scene uh which is a very long like dolly shot across the bed and we see that john candy is cuddling with neil mm-hmm. big spoon little <laughs> and, spoon and it's got so, it's some it's got some good music in this uh for the scene <laughs> like the the guitar you know the and and it's arguably one of the funniest scenes uh in the movie mm-hmm. yeah um because like Del Del kisses his ear, and they're both clearly in a dream on being somewhere where they not actually are. They it's two guys because these characters are two guys that just want to be with their wives, like mm-hmm. it, like in obvious different way in different ways, but like they just that's really both all they want. So like I, so I think that uh, not only is it funny, but I think it's a big just like character moment uh, for the movie. Um, and then they wake up, they realize where they are, and uh, we get the uh, those are not two pillows line. Yeah, between and, two pillows, yeah. Yeah, 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 between two pillows. <laughs> and it's like, those aren't pillows, and then they wake up, and they're like, oh! Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then they go like, uh, the, which I which is great from coming from chicago they're like that bears game hell of oh, a yeah, game. Hell the of bears, game. yeah the game yeah. yeah yeah they're gonna go all the way <laughs> <laughs> i think the, the scene it's just played so well by these guys um mm-hmm. uh, just uh yeah i mean steve martin in this movie for me is just um so great he, like i think a lot of people um don't really see how good he is in this movie because they're like oh he's just you know uh you know the the straight man straight he's man, acting yeah. He's acting, you know, annoyed all the time. You know, usually Steve Martin's like a goofball, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think just the restraint in this movie and the, um, the, I don't know, he's always like dancing around like what, what he really wants to say, or he's saying something else, you know, a lot of subtextual talk, just like that bears line. And I think he just Mm. plays it very well. Just like his character's bullshit, basically yeah yeah he's he's sort of that stereotypical like yuppie guy who's not always going to be like super uh 
open and down to earth and say what what is exactly on his mind but whereas yeah Dell will just say whatever but i but yeah i think that's um yeah i think steve martin and john candy both deserve a lot of credit because steve martin's character could easily just be a complete asshole that like why would you care about this guy and him wanting to get home to his wife because he's just an asshole to everybody um but yeah there's there's much more layers to to him than that. Yeah, yeah definitely um so next um they go is... to the diner right yeah, they go to the diner. Yeah, I think they go to a diner multiple times. But yeah, they go to a diner. Um, and I think they're like planning planning out the, the day, Yeah, basically. Um, and Dell continues to say, not by airline. We're not getting out of here by airline. He's like, well, then what? He's like, let's. And he's like, oh, the railroad. You know, my buddy over at the railroad. Well, he'll get us a ticket. Um. And then uh, they both realized they were robbed. Um, and Neil f- at first thinks it's, it was Dell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he names like first, as much money is in his wallet. Yeah, yeah he's like, I, I had over $700 in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he goes like, $724, count them. Yeah, and then he, yeah, it's obviously yeah. empty. They've been robbed. And then, yeah. yeah, and then, and so then, they, then we cut to outside of Gus's hotel, and Dell's like, you know what we'll do? It's like we'll charge our way back home. And he's like, what kind of, yeah. what kind of, what kind of plastic do you carry? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and Steve Great Martin's name, naming all his cards, and uh, he's like, I got a Neiman Marcus card in case we need to buy a gift for someone <laughs> and then and Del goes, like, oh. yeah and he, he goes like um i got a i forget what the exact name is he's like but it's like it's like i got a this gift card it's a specific uh shopping mall in the pacific northwest oh, yeah it's like great I think it's in, stuff. like alaska or something yeah like, yeah great stuff doesn't do us any good here though unfortunately it does us no good here <laughs> <laughs> And, and so this scene for me, I noticed on my last watch that this is like the first scene where like, okay, these, these two aren't like, like they're really together now, you know, like they're not like just randomly together anymore or like, or, or it's not weird really the fact that they don't know each other anymore. Like these two are like, all right, now they are in the same boat. They are working together. Like this is now a duo. And I know this, like, I think we've talked a lot already about this movie, but um, I think that, like, like this is not very far in to the movie at all. No. Like, this is, like, it's still act one, very close to the beginning. And yep. I, I just think, like, that is, I don't know, I think it's very just efficient time management uh, on the movie's part. Like, Good the pacing. fact that they're already a duo, and it allows for a lot more uh, growth between this duo um as the movie goes forward mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like the uh um the fact that they were both robbed and they you know they realized yeah. that they weren't robbed by each other then it's like it's almost like okay we can trust each other 
And now we're both in the same boat. We've both been exactly, and they slept in the same bed. They're like, slept where can we, where can we go now? You know, yeah. what? How well? How much weirder can this get? Yeah. All right. So then we got. Uh, he's like, all right. Uh, Gus's son's gonna pick us up. So then, uh, Dylan Baker pulls up in a in a pickup truck with his wife and kids, and he plays a an a, a hick that would be just hilarious on Saturday night, Saturday night live or something like that. Um, I, I just always like, I don't know who, I don't know who doesn't get a kick out of, Oh, of Dylan Baker is Owen. Yeah. He just walks up and just spits. Yeah. It's very like, like elongated intro to his Yeah. Very elongated. And he says, I'm Owen. And he goes, (laughs) and he kind of goes like, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, (laughs) I was going to take you out of Wichita to catch a train. Yeah, catch a train. And then his, like, his wife comes out to like take their bag. And he's like, <laughs> well, no, we got it. He's like, so, no. Yeah, so the, they're going to carry, yeah, yeah. carry the truck, the, the trunk into the pickup truck. He's like, get your ass out of here. Carry that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're both like, both of the Dell and Neil are like, oh, no. No, we it's got very, it. It's very yeah. heavy. <laughs> It's like she's short and skinny, but she's strong. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's short and skinny, but she's strong. Yeah, yeah. And then they and and, 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 and for some reason they do, they just don't want to let her help. They're like, we got it, we got. It. Like they're just weird. They're just like weirded out by the fact that he's like ordering her to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then they end up uh, sitting in the the truck bed. Yeah, they uh, ride in the back, and he's like, "How far is uh?" wichita from here and he's all right i think they go to it's not wichita they because uh dylan baker says uh the, the train doesn't leave out of there or something he's like uh train don't leave out of wichita unless you're hawk or cattle <laughs> and it's like train comes out of stubville stubville yeah and so then steve martin's like how far away is stubville and then Dell goes like, uh, 30 miles, maybe 40. No more than 45, though, yeah. depending on how which way he goes. And he's like, if he goes the back way, it could be anywhere between 60 and 70 miles. And like, they're clearly like freezing, like immediately. It's just, it's just another great, uh, it's another great like delivery line. You oh, know, yeah. Just, like, great delivery by john candy 30 um, maybe 40 no more than 45 though yeah just like just, just like the credit just like the credit card line where he's like uh unfortunately it does us no good here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like obviously yeah yeah, yeah it's so um good. so then they get to the train station um once again neil treats dell to uh something um and he asks him do you want to have a drink in the bar cart and oh yeah he's like yeah. he's like no no i i think i'm gonna get some sleep and so it's like the first time where the um, neil is definitely trying to separate uh from dell and, and and like it's one of those moments where it's like played as like these guys uh could not see each other again you know mm-hmm. yeah and is this the scene uh just stop me if i'm getting too far ahead but where there where steve martin tries to call back home again and then dell is selling his uh that's for that's further down okay 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 i won't go i i keep confusing that's, that's, a, 
bus station, John. Uh, freaking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Have I even seen this movie? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, forget I said that. Um, because we'll get to that. Yeah. So then what's uh they get onto so the train. They're on the train. We see Neil. He's like sitting next to like a looks like a college student or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm going home for Thanksgiving. And he's like, I'm just going to make it. <laughs> then the, the train just breaks down, breaks down immediately, which is just it's just hilarious because um, with the rhythm of the fact that everything's going wrong in the movie, it's just a mm-hmm. great moment of of just the the comedy of no, of everything going wrong yeah um and and uh, because the whole a whole giant train just shut down and the the theme of the movie kicks in um and it, it, yeah it's it's and it's great and they have to walk through like the field and the woods to just get out of there and we see Dell like pulling his trunk over through the field and I, you could see like neil's kind of looking over at him like uh do i have should i help this guy like yeah. if, if i go if i go pick up that trunk with him i'm gonna be stuck with him which to me like kind of alludes to my like the idea of this movie being about family like every time he's like helping him with this trunk it's very much just represents the fact that he is he is the, these two guys are together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he does, he does end up helping him. Uh, right. And then that's when they're waiting for the bus. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get to the bus station. He's like, you're in a pretty lousy mood, huh? And he's like, have you ever, have you ever traveled by bus before? And he's like, your, your mood's not going to improve much. Yeah. And, right. yeah he's very, um, with him. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hate traveling by bus too, so I I totally get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so then they're on the bus. There's a couple making out like across the aisle. Um. And Dell's like, "Hey, check that out." <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> check that out. This is another one of the scenes that I laugh at the most for sure. <laughs> and it's I I wonder if this is the first time where we ever hear the line. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh, really? Because I I feel like I've heard that in several movies, but I wonder if this is like the where first. it originated. Yeah, I wonder if this is like the first one. Yeah, they're like, check that out. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we get to the the where they're they're singing uh they're singing songs on the bus doug dell is kind of leading a a bus sing-along he's like all right who knows a tune (laughs) (laughs) who's got a tune and that's where we what we talked about earlier like neil brings up a a song that nobody knows and you could tell he's he's very just disappointed that he failed to bond with all the fellow bus goers yeah mm mm-hmm yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nice that uh, it seems like Steve Martin's trying to open up a little bit more. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's and he's having a little bit more fun with it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a very nice scene, although it doesn't really. <laughs> nobody really gets what uh, what Neil's going for. 
but uh yeah yeah, yeah. He, like he's like three coins and a faucet and they <laughs> like in sync all the extras just stare at him like what the fuck and yeah dell doesn't know it either dell yeah, Del, yeah. and dell kind of he looks kind of uh you know, just confused, like, like sad for Neil. He's like, yeah. Oh, I hope someone knows it, you know? So Neil's song can be sung. And, um, but then <laughs> Dell saves it by singing the Flintstones, yeah, theme, which of course everybody knows. Yeah. Which is probably, I don't know, maybe too low, uh, low on Neil's radar. Like he doesn't know the, the Flintstones theme. Like he's not in that in on maybe he's on into more he has more sophisticated taste from the flintstones i don't know yeah it's too lowbrow for him maybe yeah yeah i don't know something like that yeah. um but then we get to the bus station scene where he's selling the shower curtain yes. rings and all sorts of things love it yeah he's uh yeah talking about how they're like replicas of uh who like i don't know cleopatra or something like way back in the day yeah or like confucius like create built some of them uh yeah it's like it's nice you can see like oh yeah he's a great uh he's a great salesman uh yeah yeah Yeah. because they just need they need more money to any any kind of cash yeah Yeah, because they're um because they were robbed obviously they're in st louis they've made it to st louis basically which is still i believe an eight hour drive or eight hours away from chicago yeah long drive yeah and uh and this is when then neil sneaks away to like call his call his wife again uh yeah i just i just love the scene <laughs> the scene because uh it's and it's just so funny john candy um who, you know he seems just like this dumb guy throughout the whole thing but he's actually he's actually a pretty smart guy and he's he's got he's like all tricking like all of these he's people. got people's kill skills he knows how to so bullshit great, yeah. yeah right yeah that's why he's a great salesman uh, and yeah. it, it works perfectly with the fact that like he's like kind of killing it out on the sales floor in this bus station. And then Neil's like trying to pick up this phone and he's like, just like worried about how much, like how uh, that has germs on the phone. And then he's just still thinking about his family. You know, he's just still Mm -hmm. trying to get out of this mess of being out in the travel world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is pre COVID times and he's still, is that where yeah 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 exactly um and then i then we cut to another diner scene next which is where um yeah neil basically suggests that they um they split up and because yeah because i mean he does have a point of them just being together it has uh, not worked it's not it's not been working out yeah (laughs) yep They've only got, gotten so far being together, yep. so that it might work out for both of them if they go separate ways. Um, yeah, which, but you know, you know, at the same time that they're going to find their way back to each other somehow. Um, exactly, um, and and Dell is clearly hurt by this. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, very hurt. Uh, yeah, and so Neil goes off on his own. He rents a car. Um, they drop him off at the rental place and there is no car. Yeah. Um, and so he is forced to somehow walk to the airport, <laughs> which is a hilarious. It's hilarious because like when you're at an airport, 
and you're trying to get around um it is all through like you know like trams buses um driving on these ridiculous highway ramps and just the fact that steve martin is trying to navigate through all this (laughs) in an area which is just one of the worst areas for walking for human beings it is not meant for walking at all it's just it's just hilarious to watch um him anywhere like even before he gets to the runway and he's just walking on the highway for me. I just, I'm just like, I just die of laughter every time. How ridiculous mm-hmm. he looks. Um, and just looks like such a desperate man who's yeah. been through way too much. Um, and then of course he walks on the runway and the plane lands. And I just think it's like a, it's a great, like, um, it's a great plot point for just like the following, uh, like blow blowout by, neil's character yeah. by his character which is his uh second um very long blowout of the movie um yeah you need that to as you know build up to uh yeah the lashing yeah. That it's, it's, it's yeah it's it's yeah because everyone understands like the the rage within him in the, at that moment like yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then I mean, yeah, this is also so relatable because I feel like we've all been in these situations where we just want to lash out at the, like, we know all the people, you're just frustrated with a a plane being canceled or your rental car not being there. And then, of course, like, uh, the customer service people being so, like, overly friendly and uh, and trying to understand. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and they're... Yeah, and they're not, they're on their, she's on her personal calls. So she's like clearly not doing everything she should. Like, mm-hmm. the, like he just feels like the world is fucking him over. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his monologue, which has a, t- like, it's a record for fucks in a monologue, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like 18 or something like that. Yeah. Which and turns this into an R rated comedy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. other than that it is a family movie for the yeah. most part to me probably PG. Uh, yeah yeah exactly um and I, not only do i think this monologue is really well written but i think steve martin's like just the way he enunciates the the monologue is just really good it has just such good rhythm to it like mm-hmm. i get so much pleasure out of watching him say this this monologue like oh yeah you can start like you though your rosy fucking cheeks <laughs> like the way he talks you know wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks <laughs> yeah 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 and then he's uh he's like a, a fucking toyota a fucking buick anything with four fucking wheels four fucking (laughs) wheels in a seat (laughs) yeah four fucking wheels in a seat yeah it's so it's so perfect i think uh when i saw this in the theaters this is one where everyone was was quiet just letting because they they also love this scene quiet yeah letting it all play out and then i think this honestly people might have clapped after you know laugh laughing and clapping you know one of those nice Um, nice yeah just a classic classic scene uh so following that uh neil goes to get a cab um because he's just he's had it he's obviously he's out of luck um and the guy's like don't you know you're in st louis (laughs) and 
it is like a surprising thing because I mean, a cab ride from St. Louis to Chicago. That would be insanely expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it'd be in the 80s, but nowadays I have to think it'd be almost a grand. Definitely. Right? I, yeah, More I, would than say, a grand. I would say at least. Yeah. Over a grand. Like it would, it would be more than a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And just you'd have to sit in a cab while you drove across southern Illinois. Beautiful like just country. So, yeah. yeah, it's just a beautiful <laughs> country, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just sounds so awful. Um, so then, then he says, he says to the guys, like, if I, uh, I wanted a joke i'd i'd follow you to the john and watch you take a leak yeah yeah <laughs> this is where he yeah he's he's basically hit his breaking point on multiple levels where now he's just gonna lash out on random strangers too um like the the car rental lady now yep exactly and like he did he still clearly hasn't like gotten it all out of him because he says yeah. that to this guy and then he goes like are you gonna help me or are you gonna stand there like a i don't know something wearing mittens <laughs> and then the guy just straight up knocks him out <laughs> yeah yeah he says this and, like he's been to prison before or something yeah yeah and, and uh, then uh dell hits almost hits him with the car who dell who has is driving down the street like a maniac in this airport for some reason like he is sliding all over the place yes and of course this is where he comes back into neil's life yep yeah but saves him Which, yep yeah he saves him and um the guy picks neil up by the testicles um which is also dell's which is dell's fault because <laughs> he's like he's like he goes like you insensitive asshole like he has <laughs> you insensitive he, asshole yeah. he has no idea what happened in the previous scene you know what i mean like he yeah. just thinks the guy's being a total jerk to his buddy <laughs> yeah. he's like i will move my car but he's like but i want you to pick him up but he thinks he's being like so noble here but he's totally once again he's he's kind of fucking kneel over in a way yeah. like unintentionally just oblivious yeah yeah i love i'm so glad you uh said that line because i love that how he delivers that you insensitive asshole like that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he says it is so funny <laughs> yeah it goes back to that in that innocence of del griffith yeah just the obliviousness innocence yeah and uh yeah and then neil ends up uh in the passenger seat of his he's once car. yeah they're back together it back happens again. very seamlessly um, yep. Like it was meant to be um, at this point in the movie, you don't really care on the randomness of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it, it's everything. This movie I think is very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah. And then I, I feel like at this point too, like Steve Martin's even slightly uh, um, like happy that he bumped back into Dell in a way because he, in a way he's you know he saves him i mean yeah things clearly clearly did not go well for him when he left dell like it's clearly all it's not dell's fault i think in a way Mm -hmm. he's he's realizing it it's not dell's fault like it's it's his own bad luck and he's should stop blaming him uh Mm -hmm. in a way so i think this begins which is for me is like especially on last week's watch is like 
the funniest stretch of the movie is just every the whole time they're in that car yes absolutely um may i mean just from the even from the just the standpoint that these guys are still like trying to get to chicago <laughs> like that just the fact that they like they're never ending will after all these speed bumps now they're in a car driving to chicago <laughs> still after all this is just hilarious just the fact that the, that that this is all still going on yeah you know that they're they're still like so far away we've just now gotten to the automobile portion of the yeah exactly the yeah and uh yeah and then it's yeah another one of the more infamous scenes is just driving on the highway at night uh and so much happens yeah i to to start i love the this one exchange where dell's uh what is what are they dell's trying to like change the seat yeah, he um, just keeps moving back he and forth. Keeps fiddling with, he keeps filling with the seat and uh, then he he wants to take his shoes off, and he's like, he's like, leave you. And Neil's like, Neil knows he's been around this guy. He's like, leave your shoes on. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, I don't want to breathe your foot odor. And he's like, and then Del goes like, well, it must be nice to be so perfect and odor free. <laughs> it kind it kind of goes back to yeah. like the the like the Del Del never has like any real like cut. He always tries to like. Uh, make fun of neil or like talk shit to him the way neil does but like he doesn't have anything because neil doesn't do anything wrong so he just kind of he he's like you know there's uh plenty of things i don't like about you that you do and he's like oh yeah what do i what do i do he's like you play with your balls a lot yeah which is like the funniest one of the funniest lines of the movie and he's like larry bird doesn't do as much ball playing (laughs) and you do in an hour and then he's like are you trying to start a fight (laughs) yeah and and then what does he say he's like uh um you know what i want right now he's like you know what make me happy and he's like uh couple another couple of balls extra set of fingers yeah, and he just starts laughing <laughs> he just starts laughing he's like all right that's real humor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the perfect response yeah yeah it's one of my uh yeah it's one of the funniest scenes to me in this entire movie just that whole exchange just because once you get into this car um you've you've really um descended into just utter ridiculousness like these mm-hmm. two are these two are barely people anymore they've lost their minds from all the travel so they're just saying shit like that yeah. <laughs> it's like another cup another couple of balls extra set of fingers they just like <laughs> laughs he kind of just laughs like it's the funniest thing he's ever said you know like oh yeah that exchange is so good yeah another yeah couple of balls extra set of fingers yeah yeah he finally sort of like gets to uh yeah i don't know gets a, a little roast on neil there yeah he, yeah exactly he mm-hmm. i think it's yeah he, he he definitely does um so following that uh now uh, dell in the driver's seat yes um and we get the mess around uh the mess around uh uh i don't know musical performance i guess yeah. you could music musical comedic imitation yeah. uh which which i i never get tired of no another great scene it's just yeah it's uh 
yeah, I don't know. It's part of the part of what makes Dell so uh, lovable is that he's just this. Yeah, yeah. He still knows how to make the most out of yeah, this shitty just, situation. He's just enjoying. He's just like clearly heard mess around by Al Green so many times, um, and he's knows every portion to it. And he's just smoking a cigarette as he like uh, imitates this and uh, you know lip syncs this entire song. And at the same time, he is swerving all over the road <laughs> and the music is so loud and neil is just trying to sleep so once it's so it's just another one of those things uh yeah it's just it's just a great like uh it comes it's perfect timing for like the port that part in the movie like how far we've come in the movie too i just think it works very well yeah totally and then comes the uh the scene where uh, the famous "You're going the wrong way," yeah, uh, quote so, comes in. Yeah, so Dell like he's he tries to take his coat off in the car. Um, he ends up like trying so hard that he like swerves all over the road, taking an exit as he does, and then he he sees like the road right in front of him to get back on the highway, but it's really the one to get off the highway. So he ends up going on the other side of the highway. Um, and you just kind of see that like wrong way sign and the fact that they're going down it, and then you, they cut to like two trucks coming down that way. And it's just, <laughs> it's set up just so perfectly. Um, yeah. And, and then the, the, um, there's a couple driving on the right side of the highway and they're kind of like, look at that guy. He's going to kill somebody. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and they just keep shouting at them, and they. <laughs> this is a nice moment too between Dell and Neil, where they're both like pissed off at this couple for yeah, like, at them. like what hey, do you what do you hey, people try yeah, to tell? Yeah, how about? would how would he know? Yeah, how would he? Yeah, how would you know? Yeah, you're going well, yeah, the wrong like, way. Like, Dell's like, yeah, he's because Neil has just woken up. Yeah, yeah, so, so he, doesn't he doesn't know. know. Yeah. He thinks that this car, it, like especially like the way they shoot this, like he thinks that this car is like just, you know, a couple lanes over, just driving, you know, right next to them on the same side of the street. So it's like, what is this nonsense, you know? Yeah. Um, and like it, just the way he like wakes up and sees it, and he's like, he says we're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I just like, love their like disdain for this couple. And it's just for like, no he's, he's drunk. How would he know? He's like, yeah. How would he know? Yeah. He's like, thank. He's like, thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and Dell's just like, what a moron. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And then, and then there's that moment where Neil finally like looks at the road, sees that there's clear separation between theirs so he's like wait what why are they over there and we're over here and we're going the same direction and then he sees the trucks and what i've noticed about it this time is dell has not he must have not looked at the road for at least five minutes yeah. to not see these trucks coming right <laughs> at them because as he's like neil even notices sooner and Dell's yeah. still not looking at the road. He's like, he's like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go through the trucks, like the in middle. the middle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just a purely classic movie moment. 
<laughs> and uh yeah, which then leads them to um right after this then they pull over to the side of the road. Yeah. And yeah. like Dell's like luggage is all over the street. That's right. Yeah. Um and, and this part really cracked me up this time. Dell kind of goes like he starts laughing. And as Neil is like still kind of traumatized by the fact that they just did that. Yeah. And Dell's like, Dell just kind of goes like, wow. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, this, I don't know. Uh, I just, this performance from John Candy overall is just, uh, yeah, it's on point. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah, every every scene, um, or I just his reaction to just um, absolutely bonkers <laughs> things. Just welcome yeah. to Wichita. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and so then he goes like, "How about we? Uh, how about we get my trunk off the road? All right." And then Neil's like, "I'm not helping at first, but then he's like, ah, my back." And then he's like, and he sees how slowly Dell's like you know, like pulling the trunk off the road. So he goes to help him. They he helps to pull all his luggage off the road. And then, so there's still, they're still not really like, you know, he's not like totally done with him yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then they're just, what, what leads them to just like sitting on the trunk then? Are they waiting for, I think they just, they need to rest. I don't oh, think okay. it's anything. Yeah. They just need to rest. Uh, then the car, uh, starts on fire because earlier before Dell was trying to take his jacket off, he threw his throws his cigarette um, at the out, tries to throw it out the window. It doesn't because it's tint. It's kind of uh, tilted or that's not the right word. Whatever. It's <laughs> it's barely open and it yeah, it's it, just it, cracked. Open, yeah, it's, it's cracked. The cigarette goes flying into the back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dell's really fucked up everything at this point. and then you just they're slow like turn around to realize yeah yeah is on fire yeah and and then they they start like they just start laughing together steve martin just starts laughing he's like he's like you finally did this to yourself yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then of course neil's i mean all other stuff like neil's wallet then is burned to yep um yeah and and uh but then they get the fire out and they still make it to this motel yeah 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 and so then now they have that uh very uh uh, very uh unique looking burnt up car yes which is on a lot of the covers in this of this movie is them just sitting in that car yeah and then i i mean then at this point neil is really had it yeah again. he's had it with Del. him because he he um he thinks dell stole his credit card yes um, that's right, yeah so like he's really pissed at him he punches him in uh the man area earlier mm-hmm. um and then dell's just like if you're uh if you're pissed at me let's just get separate rooms he's like you and neil's immediately like you get your own room <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, uh, yeah, but then John Candy ends up having to sleep uh, in the car. And uh, wait, then, okay, so then Neil Neil gets the room, but then he lets him back. He lets him back in when he realizes that he's just in the car, 
right? Yeah, and I think he like I think he knows guilty. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then I feel like uh, such an idiot. I'm having such a hard time like remembering these details. But then they have like a decent like uh, they have a decent night in the in the hotel. Yep. Bonding. Yep. They, it's very much a like. Yeah, yeah, a big bonding, big bonding moment where they drink together and they just laugh at all how crazy everything's been so far. Yeah. Because, like, really, this is the end of it's reached. We've reached kind of like the peak of the rising action. Like, the, like it's it's as crazy as it's gotten so far. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that they've come out of it, they're kind of just. It's almost like. Yeah, they're just like kind of uh, celebrating together and they're just like just laughing at all the ridiculousness and they're kind of really seeing common ground. Like, like I think they felt common ground a lot of the time, but they've been so caught up that like now they're kind of really acknowledging it. And like mm-hmm. um, it's like they're come to Jesus moment together. Yeah. Um, and um, and just like the fact like that they toast to the wives, I think is very just. Um, an important moment for the fact that like a lot of this movie, like what this movie is really about is like, since Dell's life is so um, is so tragic that like a lot of this movie is really about Dell just trying to help Neil get back to his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really great scene kind of bringing them back together, having this bonding moment. Uh, yeah. And then it, yeah, it gets, um, yeah, that's where I don't know this, this movie just makes you feel things too, especially in this scene. But then also once you learn more about yeah. Dell's actual, yeah. um, you know, family history uh, yeah. a little bit later. Uh, and yeah. And then, then the next day they're back on the road. Uh, and it leads to another one of my uh, favorite scenes is <laughs> when they're pulled over by the cop. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, at this point, the whole car has been melted. <laughs> and he's like, do you think this car is uh, safe? And he's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's like, like, right before they get pulled like, over, he's... Uh, he's how like, much he, how much he, like, really believes in it is, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like him giving his speech for it is so funny. Like, he, you could tell, like, he really feels like he has a a true attachment to that car. Yeah. It's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's, it may not look much, but it'll get you where you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> I love they get pulled over and he's, and he immediately, he doesn't let the cop talk. He's just like top of the morning officer. What can I do you for? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I could buy, I could buy can I help uh, you with something? 78. I could buy that. Uh, especially since you know better than us since we have a melted speedometer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, do you know how fast you're going? I was like, Funny enough. I was just telling my friend over here that the speedometer is melted <laughs> yeah. off. I can't read it. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, so it actually would be very hard to <laughs> for us to know how fast we were going. <laughs> <laughs> Just so like matter of fact and uh, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah I think his, I think this scene is so well written too just yeah with John Candy's responses to this yeah uh, to this cop to a typical like traffic stuff yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it's so funny um so yeah so they confiscate the vehicle yes um 
and then they 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 ride back in the truck of um something cold yeah i forget what it is semi truck uh i think it's yeah. cheese i think it's like a wisconsin cheese ah uh, okay which is similar yeah. to uh john candy's scene in home alone when they're in the back yeah yeah the where um with yeah. kevin's mom they're all in a van playing yep. polka music it is very similar yep i feel like that scene in home alone it's very it's almost like a callback or something of definitely that sort. yeah yeah a lot of like the things that um in the b story of home alone that john hughes is writing is very similar to just the the problems of travel which is done a lot better in planes trains and automobiles Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then uh so we get back to chicago basically back to chicago yeah yeah they part ways again they're on good terms at this point and neil is neil is just like relieved to to be there yeah he's yeah he's you can you can just tell when he's sitting on the train he's almost like a reminiscent he kind of he kind of like exhales like all right that's done yeah i'm on my way back you know he's finally breathing um but then like he starts to like think about everything that's happened and so so then the movie kind of adopts like a a thing a lot of like a lot of um like art house movies do this where they kind of like uh overlay the plot like different plot points and repeat them over and over again to build higher understanding about everything you've just seen um and so neil kind of just like like gets it in his head he's like wait a second i don't think dell actually is going to leave that train station Mm -hmm. um and he goes back and we find out that uh dell is homeless um, which explains a lot, and that uh, his wife has been dead for eight years, which explains a lot. And also just really, um, I don't know, this plot point's very important to me just because it's straight, I don't know, it strengthens this narrative so much and it makes it so much more than a buddy road trip comedy. You know, it makes it mm-hmm. like, for me, it just makes it why I like this uh, movie so much, really, because um, you you really see Dell's character and their whole relationship in a whole new light. Um, mm-hmm. And so, not only is this movie really fun, like hilarious, but I've it's it's actually one of the movies that um, moves me more than more like more than most, which is why it's uh, so high on my list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why it's. Um. Yeah, it's so much more than Jay. Just this straightforward um, road trip comedy, and why it works so well. It's still, yeah, it it makes you feel something. It's not just. Yeah, it does. It's like it's a very it's very sad, and it's a very beautiful friendship, and uh, um, and then it and then it ends up like and and especially I think the. Like the way they capture uh, Steve Martin taking all this in, like uh, this information in, like at the end is just really, really good. It hits very hard. Um, mm-hmm. And then as and then they cut to the two guys like carrying the trunk together across uh, the suburban road and walking up to Neil's home, and uh, he just he lets him uh, he lets him come into his home for Thanksgiving and. 
I would assume longer. I would, I assume he would not be like Dell. Yeah. All right, get out of here <laughs> after that. <laughs> I assume he like, you know, Dell's part of the family now is really what it is. Like he, yeah. it's really beautiful as he just like introduces him to all his family and, uh, and, and like it's, and, and like how you could see like John Candy, like feels this special moment when he sees, uh, Neil's wife and like, He's like, I did it. I brought my buddy home to his wife. And he, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Very touching. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting the goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. Very, very great, uh, great finish to it. Cause yeah, the whole movie, it's so fast paced and it's just one thing leading to another. This happens, you know, therefore this happens. And then, yeah. Yeah. Finally get to sort of like the relief moment and it's, much more tragic than you than you would think it would be but then yep uh yeah really touching in the end yeah yeah and it's one of those like touching endings like and uh, that is actually just stays as touching as it is throughout the years and it never ends up becoming like what a corny ending or anything like that it always holds as um much emotional impact as it does yeah yeah, I like that you brought up uh, what Roger Ebert said about you know John Candy because yeah that that just like um, I don't know it puts it on, a, on another magnitude you know yeah it's another dimension to Del Griffith yes and just, <laughs> yeah this like lonely uh, this lonely poor guy that's uh, clearly been through a lot but that yeah. has a good nature to him yeah but yeah he has a good nature to just like. I don't know, just try to like laugh every day, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, which yeah, it's great. Yeah. What a great movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, I mean, if you can believe it, I don't have uh I don't have much more to say about it. <laughs> Other... <laughs> I love Other how than... passionate you are about it though. Did you remember like every every yeah piece. i yeah. I, yeah I do it's it's one of the movies where i i i definitely know it pro- almost as much if not more than any other movie because i've been <laughs> watching it since i was in like fifth grade mm-hmm. nice well yeah there we go that's uh plane strings and Automobiles. yeah so yeah happy happy thanksgiving everyone yeah. i hope you watched this movie for thanksgiving if not uh it is not too late <laughs> <laughs>